The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. In my business, there is only one place, and that's to be a winner. Wash your hands, wash your butt, man. That's it. Well, I felt like SpongeBob for a minute, right? They said, hey, Dad, let's make a TikTok. You know, there's times where you make plays that are special. And there's some times where you're like, that's pretty fucking good. Hey, what up? It's Mercedes Lewis here, a.k.a. Big Dog. And you're listening to Poor Man's Package Podcast. Go Pack Go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Poor Man's Packers Podcast, the number one Packers podcast in the state of our minds. I'm Spencer Zizmanowicz, joined as always with Kyle Drakowski. Kyle? Hello. And hello, Kyle. Well, you know, the last... Cancel the season. Cancel the season again. I was was wondering if you were going to hit us with another MVS Express type of intro. Honestly, I've been trying to think of like a cool quip for the past like two days, but I don't know. I got I got nothing. I'm still very confident in MVS, but for for better and for worse, he well he he shows up a lot in the pick six that we're about to do. So for better and for worse, yeah. he was a a major part of that game. He is yeah a roller coaster of a player. We've obviously talked about it, talked about it a lot. I tweeted from the account too. Uh, maybe this is a good way to sum him up. It's better to MVS and lost than never to have MVS at all. Ooh, that is actually really good because yeah, like. We're not in that game for a lot of parts of it without him. So, yeah, very well yep. said. What a beautiful game. And, you know, you could say this a lot this year, you know, 2020. What would you have said if I told you this, you know, a year ago? Kyle, what if I told you a year ago that the Packers would lose to the Colts in overtime, a Philip Rivers led Colts mm. team, but the loss didn't feel quite as bad just because Mike McCarthy, being the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, you know, Brought them up by smashing a watermelon in front of the team, which motivated them to beat the Minnesota Vikings. That, huh? I don't. I, I actually can't even process it mm-hmm. as of today. Yes. Let alone a year ago, me trying to process that. Yeah, that is that is a lot. But it was cool to see that purple team go down as well. Yeah, it made for as, it. Made, it made the loss a little easier. As bad as people want to make. Sunday out to be for the Packers. The Vikings lost to a terrible Cowboys team, and the Detroit Lions did not score a single point. And and yeah, I think a few other NFC teams lost as well that are that were big for us. And that kind of just makes me very very thankful that we record on Tuesdays because man, I was not taking the loss well even 24 hours ago, let alone mm. right after on Sunday <laughs> night. Oh, I was firing off some takes, and that's why it's nice to like have all Sunday night. All day Monday, all day Tuesday to kind of just like release the bad energy, get the bad takes out of my brain and kind yep. of just calm down, watch Rogers pressers, feel good again, watch him on the McAfee show, feel even better. So all things considered, seven and three. We're yep. Okay. Well, we'll get into it more. But once again, the way I look at it, we have six games left of the season. 
We have six games left of the preseason. The Packers are going to win the NFC North. Honestly, they are preseason games. Come out healthy. Try to figure out what the hell your team is. We are going to win the NFC North. No question in my mind. Sunday night, this coming Sunday night, pretty much will clinch it, I think. Yeah, and we don't even know who the Bears are going to have at quarterback. Right. You know, so it's one of those things. We're going to be the three seed. We're going to be anywhere between the three and one seed. Yep. We got six games to figure out what we want to do after that. So I'm not worried. But yeah, obviously we'll Perspective. break Perspective. Thank you, Spence. Yeah, always got to, you know, got to bounce back. Got to bounce back. Keep that level-headed mindset. Mm. But yeah, if you guys forgot, the Packers lost 31-34 to in Indy. We'll break down the game. Obviously, offense, defense, we'll start off with our pick six, breaking down the top six plays that shaped the game. After that, we'll do a little zoomed in new mm. segment. I mean, we've done Ooh. similar things before, but, you know, break down a couple of the Zoom calls or one of the Zoom calls from this past That's week. That's pretty good. You didn't even tell me that segment name. Yeah, That's I good. forgot. I like that. <laughs> I forgot to review that. <laughs> uh, well, we might have, if you have time, we'll have Dumb Packer Fan of the Week, followed by Is Kyle an Idiot? Of course. Mm. And then we'll have a preview of the Bears game, as you mentioned. But first, pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Pick six. Yeah. Pick six for the game. And this has probably been the most difficult game this year to pick just six plays that shaped it. I mean, I was, we were, you know, going through the first quarter and I'm watching the game trying to take some notes. And I'm like, I need to stop because I was like, this muff fumble is going, you know, this muff snap is going to be a huge yep. momentum shift. Oh, this fumble from the Colts is going to be a, you know, huge momentum shift. Not really. Uh, first play, <laughs> the first play I've written down, it's 21 to 7. Two minutes left in the second. So it's four touchdowns have already been scored to this point. Yeah. And it's not even like <laughs> yeah. the game is just starting now. <laughs> exactly. Pre- pretty much. Uh, second and nine. Touchdown Rivers to Trey Burton. To make it 21 to 14. Uh, obviously, number, there's, there's number 91 in coverage there. Yeah, the big thing. And once again, just trying to shape what this game was. Defense overall, pretty fine. But this, you know, we've talked about a lot this year. Preston Smith in coverage. Hey, he did as good as he could have. But once again, not, not the type of thing you want to see. Preston Smith actually following a tight end to the end zone in coverage. Did the best he could, did pretty well, but I mean, what the hell are we doing? Yeah, that's. I feel like that's probably the smart person take is to say <laughs> that that's that play really isn't Preston's fault. Like He right. did the best you can expect him to do for what he's paid to do mm-hmm. on the Packers. And again, it just comes down to that defensive quarter defensive coordinator for the Green Bay Packers who honestly I don't even want to mention his name anymore. <laughs> yeah, it, it's such a tough game. In Mike Pettin, he's got this special little aura, this spell that he has that he can cast on games where once again you want to be completely pissed off at the defense, but he he saves these games for the ones where the offense also does poorly or the special teams does poorly. We talked about it last week, you know, for how many times J.K. Scott just punted punted them into bat into a bad situation, mm-hmm. and that happened again this week. But my God, you know, the Packers had four turnovers, and the Colts only got six points out of it, which it makes it so tough. Like yeah, like you said, to really you know blame the defense completely when they had the first half that they yeah. did, and yeah, the six points off the the four turnovers is massive, but. I mean, we'll get to it, but that third quarter was just the third quarter and beginning of the fourth was just disastrous. That that brought the Packers to their knees. Yep, yep. So twenty one fourteen, Kyle. What's the next play? Uh, second play on I think it, yeah the the next possession the Packers had or the yeah the very next possession after that touchdown. 
deep ball to MVS, another beautiful ball, beautiful route, created yeah. separation. Yep. Got interfered with. It was a very obvious call. He hooked him. If he doesn't hook him, that's probably an easy touchdown. And again, it's MVS. You know, he got us there. He 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 ran the route and created a ton of separation to be able to make that play. And eventually Jamal Williams scores and it's 28-14 in halftime. Yeah. And again, I like I really like have not lost, you know, a month a month ago I was at my lowest <laughs> of confidence for MVS and it has really steady climbed since and it really didn't dip after this game. Like I feel I still feel pretty seven good about MVS. 7 7 and 3 game, you know, football team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's and I think I texted it to you during the game too. MVS, he's well there's two things. I still think, you know, I'm only growing more confident in him. I think a lot of people are, even though he had the fumble. But it's like, this guy, hes n- I don't think he's ever going to make a catch where he's interfered with. And I don't <laughs> think he's ever going to catch a back shoulder pass from Aaron Rodgers. It, it's just kind of gotten to that point with him. Yeah, we'll but, see. Yeah, hopefully. But, you know, nice little way to finish off the first half. I mean, that first half went by so quick almost. Eight points in the first, like, oh, man, I was... It was about four or five beers deep by halftime, and I was just floating. I'm like, oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna hang fifty on the air quotes best defense in the league. Come on, exactly. Yeah, I once the score actually popped up, you know, the big one when they zoom in on it going into halftime. I'm like, shit, it is twenty eight fourteen. Like we are sitting pretty right <laughs> yeah. now. All right, it, it, you know, it, everything happened so quick. Like even forget about the Jamal Williams touchdown after the game. But, right. You know, one thing led to another, but. The third big game, and now we're big play of the game, and now we're starting to get into more of the negative stuff. <sighs> so, uh, third quarter, five minutes left. It's uh, 28-17. Fourth and one for the Colts. They bring in Jacoby Brissett, who had more snaps than I was anticipating in this game. <laughs> Hubie Sneak, you know, needed one yard, and he, you know, gets the one yard and keeps churning, churning. Oh, gets a couple more, churning, churning, big crowd. Ends up getting... 10, 12 yards on the play, just a cloud of smoke, cloud of dust with this defense. You know, a QB sneak, it should be between zero and two yards to gain. Yeah. The fact that he got that much just kind of lets you know what this defense can be at times where it's like, it's a very easy play to make, I would think, and you should not allow that type of outcome. Yeah, they kind of just, yeah, rolled over. And it's almost like they had the mindset of like, okay, if they run a QB sneak here, he's going to get his yard and then go down. So it's like yeah. he got the yard yeah. and they're like, okay, play's over. But then it was like Jacoby's like, no, 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 this play is not over. And, yeah, kept churning. And off, then their offensive line was like, no, 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 and kept churning. And, yeah, got 10, 12 yards. And maybe that's part of it. I guess I probably subconsciously thought of that before. But it's like on this defense, it's almost like everyone looks at each other and like, Who's gonna make the play? You gonna make the play? <laughs> yeah. Are you gonna finish off the play? You gonna finish off the tackle? And it's a lot of guys kind of watching while and you can do something. A key piece for that play, what makes that play so important, is kind of a theme all game, all year for this defense. Third and ten screen play. Yeah. Or I don't even think it was a screen. I think it was a swing out to Jonathan Taylor. He catches it two yards <laughs> behind the line of scrimmage, so he has thirteen yards to go for the first down, and he just turns out. Uh, whatever 10 11 yard or yeah nine yards and makes it a fourth and one and when you're playing against a guy like Frank Reich like it is widely known I feel like even the 
casual football fan knows like he's an aggressive play caller and he's going to be aggressive in spots like fourth and one at midfield so it's obvious they're going to go down so I don't it's kind of a tangent here but again it's just the soft coverage on third and long it's yeah it it uh pull my hair once again I think we back in um before Mike Pettin, or at least the last year with Mike McCarthy, I think we talked about it last year very early on at the beginning of the podcast, where we felt better being in third and medium to yes. short than third and long. Yep. And that's coming back, you know, it's the full circle of the Dom Capers, Mike oh Pettin God. defense here. So, yeah. And then after that, you know, a few plays later, Jack Doyle gets a touchdown to make it 28 to 25. The Colts creeping back. Kyle? Fourth play. So then the rest of the third plays out. Uh, Colts tie it up in the fourth. It's 28-28. Three minutes left in the fourth. Uh, Packers are putting together another nice drive to go down and hopefully at least go up three, ideally go up six. And third and ten was that play to Tunyon on the sideline. So it's fourth and one. And I like – I'll always defer – to being aggressive and going for it, and that's what. And I don't. I mean, I think it would have been a really tough field goal. Yeah. But I, I love the fourth and one decision. I didn't think. I didn't think twice about. It. I was like, you know, it's once again assumed with Matt Lafleur. Exactly. Going for it. The play call, however, I'm still a little puzzled by. Rogers did mention in McAfee in the McAfee show, I believe, that the. What was the play? That the play was. It was a play action to Jamal. And it was supposed to go to Devontae, but they ended up doubling him. And he said they got beat on the backside, so he wasn't able to extend the play and um, find someone else open. So he kind of just had to go to Jamal. Kind and of floats it up there. I, 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 <laughs> big of me to admit, but I think a better throw there, and it, it is a much better chance to be completed. True. But, yeah, incomplete, floats it over his head, and then Colts go down and go up three. It yeah, and I go back and forth on it. I don't hate I don't hate the the call. I don't hate the call. It's one of those things where they're like, Oh, we're going to Devante. Oh, he was doubled. Okay. Well you should have probably factor that in. Yeah. <laughs> assume they were gonna do that. So then it's like, Oh shit, I've gotta go to Jamal, floats it up. And even I think most of us when it's up in the air, like I was giddy and smiling, like, ah, oh, this is one of those cute little pop it up. It's gonna make the defender look dumb. It's gonna fall right yep. in the basket. Jamal's gonna get it and pick out a ton of yards. No, did not happen. Yeah. Just a miss. I don't know. I go back and forth because we've, you know, these short play calls too all year. I've had a lot of problems with. But I'd rather throw it than run it. You know, you you can't really complain about it. Put it in in your best player's hands. Exactly. And it's once again, I think we've talked about it before. I wish we'd have like a more heavy set in this short yardage situation. I know we don't have a true fullback right now, but it would be nice to have some type of lead back back there. But it was Jamal Williams, not Aaron Jones, which could be seen as a mistake but i mean you can look the third and ones and fourth and ones really shaped the game i felt you know i feel bad on defense when it's a third and one situation and on offense i don't feel good when we're in a third and one situation and once again with the fourth down plays you look at what the colts did they had the jacoby sneak where they got it then later on in the game i don't think it's a pick six but we you know the fourth and four they pick up nice little natural screen to Heinz, i believe whoever it was mm-hmm. and then you look at us on fourth down and we fourth fourth down or third down and we just can't get those short yards yeah so. it's it's infuriating and you know they talk a lot about self scouting and you just hope that that's taking place on these short yard situations cuz hey, six more games of preseason <laughs> yeah, <laughs> figure it out they'll figure it out 
All right, and the fifth play, uh, pretty big, pretty big play here. Uh, this was after you know the onslaught of holding calls they called on the Colts, where I think we all thought the game was pretty much over, but then it was a hold after hold yeah. after hold. <laughs> Packers get the ball back, 28-31, third and ten on our own six, as you guys might remember. For you know, Marquez Valdez Scantling goes deep. Rodgers floats it up with his oh body, God. like contorted in the so other direction. Absurd. Lob, lobs it up a little bit behind him, but who cares? Into a bucket. MBS, 47-yard oh pickup. They, you know, later on they clock it with 42 seconds left. An amazing play, and it was... So, we mentioned it last week. We live in Minnesota. This game was blacked out, so I had to stream the game illegally. Whoa. Yeah. Why would you... Cut that out. Just we're, beep yeah. it out. Well, we're badasses, you know. Mm. We're the bad boys of Packers, mm. Packers podcast. I mean, that's. I mean, feel like that can be used against you in, in federal court. So seriously, you might want to bleep it out. Okay, well, we'll see. <laughs> but so I was on a bit of a delay, and you know, I've got my phone next to me, kind of high stress situation there. Like, okay, the game's on the line, third and ten, and it might have even been the play before. And I hear my, you know, feel my phone vibrate, and it wasn't a. Two vibrate. It was a one vibrate. You know, Uh-oh. two two vibrate is a text. One vibrate. It's either you uh, know a push bet, notification, a bet that's in Twitter or fantasy football. Mm. And on my dynasty team, I have MVS on that squad. Oh. So third and ten, you know, from our own six, and I'm like, okay, okay, one vibrate. This is is this a big play? Is this <laughs> going to be a big play to MVS? No, no, no. It's probably just Twitter. Probably just Twitter. And then I see Rogers <laughs> drop back and throw it up. I'm like, here it is. Here it is. Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I was right. Check your phone. And Mark Webb, big play. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, that's exactly why. I, I go through that same psychological torment as well. That's why I just got to go straight. Do not disturb. I can't I can't have any buzzing at all. Otherwise, I'll just my brain will eat itself. I usually do. And immediately after that play, I put it on. Do not disturb <laughs> so, so there you go. But yeah, nice little play in before that. And I think it's been talked about this week. But one of the more overlooked aspects of this game is the clock management from Rogers, I think the live telecast, uh, Troy Aikman and Buck were getting on LaFleur for the holding calls and what he was accepting and declining. I thought he did a perfect but job yeah, with that. Absolutely. But Rogers, I don't know what it was. You know, we've got like 40 seconds left. He runs down there after one of the Devontae pickups or Tanyan pickup, yep. I think. And they clock they clock it with like 42 seconds left and lose it down. And that I think that ended up being the difference of the game. You threw away an Aaron Rodgers red zone play where you know he was in place to have the go-ahead touchdown. I, I, I really think the clock management was a little sketchy there at the end. I think they could have taken at least at least one, maybe two more shots to the end zone. Absolutely. They clocked it with 42 seconds left. So it's, sec- so it's second and 10 with 42 seconds left. Like you had a lot of time to use yep. there. And then, yeah, so then the Tunyon over the middle gets yep. the third and three, and then they bleed it all the way down. But instead, yeah, they take that first and 10 and try to get – Instead, get the clock rolling there, and it's like second and two. Then you have, you know, three chances or two chances. Well, you could get the first down too. Right. So it's yeah, a you little. Don't, you don't want to run out of downs instead of time in that situation. Exactly. That's exactly what they did to themselves. But Kyle, the final, you know, final play of this game. He's he's. It was again the MVS game for better and for worse. He got us the six points before yeah. half to go up two touchdowns. Got us to be. overtime. And the play that really, sadly, has made me ashamed to be a Packers fan a little bit. Not because of the play he made, but because of the predictable outcry that he received. 
and it's 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 very sad and it's very pathetic and you know i'm not saying anything that you haven't heard before but it's like i mean you have to live a really sad life to you know yeah and threaten be- death on someone but yeah he made the fumble in overtime on second and two and that was the game because all they needed was three at that point because there was next score wins and yeah it was a tough play but again i feel i still feel strongly about mvs he got us there and that was his first career fumble yeah which yeah i think he has like 92 or 90 career receptions or at least touches and that was his first fumble fine yeah it, it was a bummer you know tunyon and lazard probably could have held their blocks a little bit better fumble was pretty bad he said he was switching the hands back and forth but Bad, bad mistake. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He obviously tweeted out after the game that he was getting death threats, like you mentioned. It's one of those things where it's like, yeah, terrible. Don't do that. It, but it sucks that the, you know, the vocal minority, 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 minority. Because amplified. All, yeah. all I saw on Twitter was people saying, "Hey, you're gonna bounce back." A couple, you know, a couple like stupid drop right. type jokes. But everything else was positive, uplifting. I don't know, but either way. Game was I'm pretty sure much his, his DMs were an absolute nightmare. Very fair, yeah, very fair. Um, but it was, yeah, one of those one of those situations, not not timely. But you knew you knew if we were going to lose, it wasn't going to be Rogers' fault in OT. <laughs> yeah, when Tim Boyle it always is. <laughs> yeah, it, well, he he it did always fumble. Isn't his he fault. fumbled against the Cardinals, but you know, I guess didn't really fumble. You know, way back in twenty two thousand and nine. But yeah, after that, Colts obviously get the ball back. Kick the field goal and win thirty-one to thirty-four. Mm. Quite the game, but yeah, Kyle. Seven and three. We'll just hop right into the offense breakdown. Aaron Rodgers. Oh my God! Guess what, guys? He had a pretty good game once again. Twenty-seven for thirty-eight, three hundred and eleven yards, three touchdowns, the one pick, and the muffed, muffed snap fumble. It seems like that was more Lindsley's fault than Rodgers, but whatever. And I mean, you yeah, freak- you never know with that. With that center exchange, you never know whose fault it really is. Yeah, and the, there were so many things in this game where once again you forget that Aaron Rodgers threw that pick. You know, you, yeah, it kind of lackadaisical, whatever. In the, the first quarter, I believe, too, ended up you know not causing anything. I think once again the defense, you know, there was four turnovers, only allowed six points though. But yeah, Rodgers, a you know great game. He still has. There's no more questions of his arm strength anymore. He hit pretty much freaking. Every play that he could have on that play on, on in the game, but I don't know. Weird weird start. And here's Wayne Larvey started this off. Um, he mentioned this pregame. He said they there was a preseason game back in like 2007 or 2005, a preseason game against the Chargers and the Packers, who the starting quarterbacks were Brett Favre and Drew Brees. The backups were Philip Rivers and Aaron Rodgers, who faced off in this game. So kind of a weird little. <laughs> Little tidbit there. That is a good tidbit. Drew Brees, wow. Yeah, you almost forget about that. Once again, you got to look. The Miami Dolphins decided to go, you know, they skipped over Drew Brees, and they were like, we want Devontae, or Devontae, Dante Culpepper. (laughs) Crazy. Crazy. Crazy to think back of. But yeah, I don't know what else to say about Aaron Rodgers. It's the, you know, it's gotten to the point where he's so good where you, you know, you assume it every single week. Yep. And yeah, the... The interception was he was just trying. He was doing the whole whole shot. It was cover two. The corner made a great play because he kind of he saw Devonte kind of run the in route, so he knew that he would just be wasting space out there. At least yep. I'm kind of guessing this was his mindset, but he was just seeing Devonte going. He's like, okay, I gotta catch up with MVS, and yeah, hell of a fucking play. 
Yeah, yeah. And speaking of, we'll just keep rolling along. We did go pretty long on the pick six. Devontae Adams, once again, I mean, solid game. Seven receptions, 106 yards, one touchdown, ho-hum, whatever. He just he makes everything look so effortless. <laughs> so easy. And two huge catches on that last drive as well to yep. send it to OT. And it's and I think Rodgers mentioned it on McAfee or one of his pressers that he kind of just – I can't remember the exact wording he said, but it was something about like – basically drawing it up in the sand with Devontae or like going back to old checks from years ago. Yeah, he said he was talking to Devontae on the sideline beforehand, just talking about what he wanted to do. And, and it, I feel like it's that same, you know, you hear that in these big moments. Every week. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's it's just the best duo in the league. Like there, I there's not a close second for QB wide receiver uh, combo. And I, I won't even hear an argument for anyone else. Thank you. Wow. Okay. You know what? I... Kyle, usually like arguing with you. I will not argue with you there. Thank you. Yeah, just an amazing player. That touchdown catch he had too. You know, he that wide receiver screen. As soon as he catches it, or you see the ball in the air, you're like, oh, this is a touchdown. He's gonna find a way in. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, moving on. Uh, hey, guess what, guys? MVS. Three receptions, 55 yards. He had the long of 47. He obviously, you know, he picked up a, or got close to a first down, a little screen pass. And it's too. like those are becoming a little more regular now too, which they yeah. weren't. I mean. Even the beginning of the year, the beginning of the year, his stat lines were you know two catches, eighty seven yards. Where yeah. it's like his only plays are big plays. But now he's kind of getting incorporated with, I mean, obviously the wide receiver screen he's getting more yeah. of, which maybe they go away from. Yeah, now. you don't. Yeah, you don't like it. I'm still fine with it. I'm still fine. Yeah. With the screen. But then yeah, and then the play like that where it's like you know little intermediate routes and yeah, I just again I think. His confidence is is growing even more, and you know, sadly, which this if if there's any silver lining about how MVS deals with you know all the garbage he gets from fans, there's someone in his same position group who went through the exact oh, same thing. Shut, oh God, Devontae so Adams. Is, I mean, seriously though, know. it's a good like you but know. You said it like reference. five times this year. Where, where, Sorry, I thought you were alluding to that once. When no, I'm saying when you've mentioned it before, you're like, "Who's someone who struggled in the past?" That's, I'm, I mean, more as year. like a as a player, yep. but like in terms of dealing with the outside noise, like Adams has got to be a great sort yeah. of mentor there. Yeah, no, I I feel that silver lining. Yeah, it's but once again, I feel like you know the backing behind MVS is stronger now than it ever was after he he didn't lose the game, but you know that play lost the right. game. Right now, if it, it it's very different if, yeah, like that's the only time he shows up in the game is that overtime play. Yes. And he has like two. Then it's like a very different. But like <laughs> yeah. he did so much in that game that were huge moments for the Packers that I, I feel great. Yeah, you got to love the drama. See, this is why I, you know, even you, know, you try to take yourself out of the game a little bit, not be super invested in it. But it's like the drama of this is, oh, my God, he brought us to overtime. Oh, my God, he lost us to the game. <laughs> yeah. It's that stupid. Like, I, like I've said before in the past. NFL football is like a soap opera for guys. Hell yeah. For the most, you know, not being sexist here, just saying, you know, guys, major- majority of yep, the time. Yep, cover they're, your bases. There yeah, you go. Good save. Good save. football. Good save. Uh, Lazard, you know, first, first game back. back. Yeah, he had the two receptions, 18 yards. He picked up the, you know, uh, one or two first downs. Probably got, not that many snaps, I imagine. No, he did. He, uh, I know they did have him on a pitch count. He was only out there for 36, so 60% of the snaps. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, that first catch too, you see him catch it, go out of bounds, and he kind of like shook his head around a little bit like he's knocking the, Sh- literally, knocking the rust like off. Literally shaking the rust off. 
have. Hell yeah. Yeah. Uh, EQ reminding us why he's still on the team, although he isn't very productive. He had a good game in run blocking. We saw him out there a lot. But the one catch he had, he's like, hey, guys, just so you know, I'm extremely athletic. Whee! And then he just, <laughs> exactly just hops up for no Tried real reason. It's not like jump he's going to Jumpman logo. <laughs> yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, that was fun. That was a lot of fun. And it's, yeah, it's flashes like that where it's like, I don't know why I, I don't know why it made me want to say this, but I guess sticking with the wide receivers, how is Darius Shepard on an NFL roster? <sighs> yeah, it's tough. I don't know how much we want to talk about special teams, but we might as well talk about him here. He obviously had the fumble once again. There's so many freaking plays in this game that's not even a huge play for this game because I think it just amounted to three points. Yeah, but yeah, obviously on the kick return, it was one of those two where he got past the twenty. I'm like, oh. This is a good return. Yeah. And there's the one second there is where it's like, oh, there's some space. I hope he holds on to the ball. And before I can stop the thought, boop, it's out. And it's like even on the other returns, it just, first of all, they were horrendous. And second, he just looks like he's like pitter pattering. He's just like, uh, uh, he's like almost like timid. And it's just like, he looks like a normal guy out there playing football. (laughs) And I think it was a group think thing again. I saw Zach Cruz tweet it out, but I, I had in my notes too, where it's like, I think you might have said it there too. Darius Shepard just is not an NFL player, no matter how much we want to make him one. It's just not. And I do love how, you know, family oriented the team has been and how uplifting they are to each other and having each other's back. But I think everyone was surprised when they saw Darius back there still for the return game. And I, if I'm going to guess, he's probably going to be the returner this week too. But it's like, <sighs> we got at some point, we got to move on from some of these guys. And I think we'll talk what's about Urban's, some other guys. Move what's Swerven's injury again? It is a rib injury. I think I believe oh, I said shoot. ankle or knee last week, but it seems like something like that. Okay. So hopefully not a long-term thing. But yeah, it's, I don't know. Hopefully Lazard and MBS will pick up the slack for everyone else at least on the offensive side of the ball looking at tight ends uh robert tunyon five receptions 44 yards the touchdown beautiful uh, play design on that yep wasn't even again wasn't a pick six because all the sh- all the sh- the shit storm started in the second half yep but um yeah the sending they kind of like stacked them up at the line of scrimmage sent sternberger on the corner out and then it brought the safety over cleared a wide open lane for tunyon easiest touchdown pass of Rogers career and yeah it was uh good to see Tunyon in the end zone again yep and I I don't know how much we talked about it before but it was the play before the fourth and one uh Jamal Williams play um it third was and 10 yep yeah that third and 10 he th- Rogers threw it to Tanyan. I you know it was a good spot but I think that is a perfect example of we've talked about making the play that's there versus trying to do too much maybe you know MBS when he looks away trying to haul in a long pass something like that and Robert Tunyon, he gets you the bare minimum of every single play for the most part. And that was a perfect example of that. Because he made sure to make the catch and get his body back there, it did not allow him to pick up the first down. And that was obviously a huge swing in the game because mm-hmm. on fourth down, we obviously did not convert. Yeah, because I, if I remember correctly, that play, it was more of like an anticipation timing play. I don't yeah. think Tunyon was you know sitting there kind of waving, waiting for the ball. Like it was, it was like a hitch route and he was at the top of his route. Rogers threw it at his break and it was, it was timing and it just happened like literally game of inches to where, yeah, they didn't, they didn't get the first there and was a huge swing in the game. Yeah, but, but yeah, like you said, he did the bare minimum that was required of him. And which is what we football. want. Exactly. Which is what we want. He put us in a position to, you know, 
go for it on an easy on an air quote easily convertible <laughs> down in distance. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sticking with tight ends, big dog uh, Mercedes Lucy had the holding call and the one you know first down catch too, which looked scary. He got flipped up but was fine, kept oh, him from yeah. running after that. Uh, Jay Sternberger, good bounce back game after last week. He kind of had the mess up, uh, getting not getting set on the uh, free play, defensive play. But yeah, he had the, you know, three catches, 23 yards, uh, almost scored. Nice blocking, too. He had a really nice that block, beautiful on, cut that, block yeah. on that Aaron Jones Freed long Freed up run. Jones to get an extra seven, eight yards. Yep, so it was nice to see that. Moving on to the running backs, Aaron Jones, he had 10 rushes for 41 yards, obviously 4.1 yards per carry. He had the one touchdown, and where he did the leap, which I think everyone, once again, was thinking, oh, dang, he jumped in with fans. What's <laughs> going on here? But he got on Packers News after that. I for, did see that. Because they had that headline where, oh, is he going to get fined for this? And Aaron Jones is like... Trying to dry snitch like that. Yeah, it's he like, was like, why, on. why are you snitching on me? Those are my teammates. So I don't know <laughs> if those are like practice squad guys who they have watched the game over there. It doesn't really make sense, but I... I would like to get some clarification on that for who those guys were because he he knew them. He obviously right. Knew well, them. yeah. I mean, he literally said they were his teammates. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, Aaron Jones, one of those kind of a lot of people were bitching that he only had fourteen touches, but it's like, yeah, when you have a third quarter of nothing, six plays, everyone you're gonna wish had more touches. Yeah. So I I, I don't know how much you can really. Yeah. Get by the time out. by the time they you know were on offense you know truly again in the second half was it was already like okay winning time like yes. we we gotta go we can't you know establish a run like this because yeah again six plays in the third quarter and maybe you know there's probably an argument to be made that not establishing a run could be uh that could be the reason it was only six plays in the yeah. third quarter but very very say. true and he also had the terrible you know we don't need to talk about the refs anymore, but that terrible face mask that they somehow missed. Oh my goodness! That, it's weird when that shit happens. I don't understand. Like, that. what are yeah? What are you looking at? Like on the play? <laughs> well, <laughs> actually, I think we just answered our own question. We know what they were looking at. Every single ref in that game on those plays must have just been looking at the offensive line for holds. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they missed the face oh mask. Oh my god! Uh, but yeah, you know, fine game from Aaron Jones. Like to see him more involved going forward. Uh, Jamal Williams. Still coming back from the injury though. Let's not forget that. It's been it's been a bit, but yeah, I mean it's been three weeks, but yeah, we like you never know what those soft muscle we, injuries, hey, soft okay, tissue, well, whatever. You sound like Mike McCarthy trying to defend himself here for not giving Aaron Jones. Touches. That is the insult of the highest order. <laughs> hey, we like Mike McCarthy this week. Come on, uh, Jam- Jamal Williams, five rushes, twelve yards, an amazing two point four yards per carry. He did have the one catch for the touchdown, mm-hmm. so good enough. Can't complain too much there. Nice little dance, too, at the end. You always love that. Nice little dance, teammates yeah. Grooving together. <laughs> yeah. Kind of grooving. Yeah. He, thinking about them grooving. He's always got a beat to him, and then he just mm. finds it yes. once he scores. And then catches it, and then everyone like is trying to like get on the same wavelength. They usually don't do a great job, but... Well, yeah. he, he 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 makes you feel like you're on the wavelength, yeah. which is always good. Well, most of the offensive line and counting Aaron Rodgers and, you know, Tunyon and Sternberger, white guys. So they're not gonna, it's going to be a little <laughs> tougher for them to, yeah. to find the beat. Catch the beat. <laughs> we, saw, we saw it on, a, I think it was when Kirksey got hurt, um, you know, a few, you know, a couple months back. And we got a turnover and they did the whole dancing thing. And Ty Summers was just not trying to embarrass himself while he was <laughs> out there. What do I do with my hands? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, I guess moving along there too, the offensive line, 
Good enough. We got to talk about Elton Jenkins, obviously. He's now officially played... Pay that man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, second, <laughs> second, year, that, like, se- second year of his check, contract. Dude. He didn't grade out super well, Super well, apparently. He did have two uh, QB hurries breaking, going through the line. Runyon allowed two. Elton Jenkins, two. Uh, Lucas Patrick, two. Billy Turner, three. Uh, Corey Lindsley obviously got hurt early. That nagging back injury, which... In a contract year, you don't want to be missing time like and this. And a back and sh- injury is just, those are never fun, especially when it, it showed the shot of him. He was limping pretty bad. Well, not, not even limping. He was just like, he wouldn't move his shoulders. And like, have you ever like got back. like a back injury like that where it's like, where it's like a Nothing tweak? Bad, almost yeah. like, where it's like uh, every little thing. Yeah, like uh, that. Those are the worst. But I did see a tweet that it does seem minor, which is surprising. I guess he's got to be trying to play through it no matter what because he is in that contract year. Yeah. And I think he is a better center than, than Elton. But yeah, we got to talk about it. Elton Jenkins has played tackle this year, guard, center, an amazing specimen. We go back and forth, at least I do in my head, where I'm like, man, would I rather have Elton Jenkins or would I rather have A.J. Brown for the Titans? You know what I mean? It's tough. It's tough. It's tough, but Elton is Superman. He can go anywhere. Yeah. And it's like, what does the line look like without him there? It. It could derail a little little scary, yeah. Because it's especially with Lindsley going down. Like, who's at center right now? Mm. Who's going to be at guard? Like, yeah, seriously, who would be at center without Elton? It would be Luke. It would be Lucas Patrick, and then we'd move. Um, got you know, (laughs) Turner to guard again, and then Wagner. If someone else went down, then we might have to have um, the weird name guy. Damn, what is it? I want to say Coochie. It's not Coochie. What the hell is it? Coochie. <laughs> Coochie? Yoshi. Yosh Yosh Nyman. Yosh oh, Nyman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's kind of where we're Is he we're on at. the active roster? Yep. Yeah, he's been on the active roster all year. I'm still trying to figure out. God, we're all over the place. But um, Rogers had his little ad with FedEx yesterday come out, you know, what he's given the offensive lineman. And I could not tell who two of the guys were. I was like, who's Rick Wagner and who is some other... It looked like there was two Rick Wagners and I even checked the 53-man roster. I'm like, there are more people in this Zoom call commercial than there are offensive linemen on our team. Who is this person? But yeah, the... Uh, <laughs> very important breakdown. That actually that is a very, very uh, tough question that I haven't thought much about actually, but now I'll probably think about it all the time now about Elton and AJ because like that that line looks pretty scary without Elton, but then again... Devontae with AJ, especially if you saw that grown man touchdown he had to send that game to overtime against the Ravens. Dude, I know. Oh, my goodness. He's a grown-ass man, and he's like 23 years old probably. It's like imagine if MBS could catch and was physical. And was, yeah, (laughs) swollen. He just turns into a monster. Dude, it's it's No, because then you just have MBS as strictly a burner. Oh, my God. Yeah. Damn it, Spence! Yeah. I never. When when was AJ? How many picks after was AJ? Just a just a couple, and that's the thing too. Where we're seeing, you know, I've had we've had some complaints about Goody, you know, through this year, but he knows how to take offensive linemen. We still have Jason Stepanak and Runyon, Jake Hansen to Runyon's see. Looking pretty Obviously, good. Runyon's looking pretty good. Oh, and going back, just thinking through my head, if someone else did go down, it would be if Elton went down, it would be Lucas Patrick at center. It would be Billy Turner at guard, and it would be Rick Wagner at tackle. Yeah. Duh. No, no dust, Spencer. And, and that's that's another interesting thing. I think I would much rather my GM be able to hit on O-linemen and miss on wide receivers than vice versa. That's that's Because you look at, I mean, look at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. I mean, they haven't had a good O-line in a decade. Yep. And... 
Well, you see what this that success that brings. Not, we, not very much. I think we talked about it in the offseason. For as much as people want to bitch about not have get you know the front office getting Aaron Rodgers weapons, Aaron Rodgers has always had a at serviceable, least solid at office least line. Like usually bare it, minimum solid. There there was a couple of years there. I think maybe early when he was starting that it was pretty rough, but. Ever since like 2014, it's been we, rock solid. Yeah, we had a couple of years where like Newhouse had to play extended mm-hmm. time, but for the most part, you know, Aaron Rodgers' career, it's been Chad Clifton, Mark Tauscher, Brian Balaga, David Bakhtiari, yep. you know, Rick Wagner. Now, I mean, you can't you cannot complain when the ends are being protected Absolutely. like that. Absolutely. But yeah, oh uh, wow, we went pretty long there. Packers lost. They tried their best. <laughs> Offense scored 31 points, three in the second half in overtime, which is never. A good feeling, but yeah. 28 points in the... It's like, you see that first half, and it's like, man, this team can beat anyone. <laughs> yeah, and then the second half, which we'll get into, you know, more with the defense, but I guess first we'll have this ad. Are you going inside a public building? Have you developed a double chin that you want to hide out in public? Have you finally decided to wear a mask after being the star in one too many public freakout videos? Sounds like you could use a homemade cloth mask. 26hats.com makes some of the best cloth masks around. Check out the website to see what styles are available. Each mask is handmade using hands to make them. There's no better way to represent the state of Wisconsin while also making yourself less contagious than wearing one of these masks. For custom koozies, book covers, and face coverings, visit 26hats.com today. All right, we went a little long on the offense there. So thankfully, we're we back don't, to we the don't, defense. We don't have to talk about the defense very long because yeah. our your time is very important to us, and we don't want to waste it talking about things that displease you or us. Okay, well, okay, Kyle, we'll cruise through some some highlights here. Obviously, yeah, they gave up thirty four points. Uh, PFF top grades for the defense we talked about last week. I think it was like Kenny Clark, Preston, Z. Uh, Amos, you know, the guys you want to hear. Once mm. again, it's guys you want to hear, but kind of the young bloods. Number one, Rashawn Gary. Number two, Kamal mm. Martin. Number three, mm. Darnell Savage. Mm. Four, Adrian Amos. And five, Kenny Clark, of course. All of them above the 70s, which Love is above average grade. Uh, Jake Morley tweeted this out. Packers top graded defender per PFF. Rashawn Gary, as we just mentioned. Lowest, Preston Smith, 19th. <laughs> Looking at total pressures, uh, Gary had four. Kenny Clark had four from, Damn. you know, the interior of the defensive line. Z had two. Preston Smith had one. And I, I tweeted this out from the account, but my God, Zadarius and Preston combined for those four offsides and they weren't <sighs> pressuring the court. Like if you're going to do that, yeah. it's just, and it, you can see it happening too. There's so many times where they just lined up offsides. It's again, it's, it, it's your, it's what you hate the most is timing up the, the play clock. Yes. And Preston did it again and got caught again. Like I, I do, I don't want to use the word like sympathize, I guess empathize with Preston to mm-hmm. where, yeah, if you see it hit double zeros, like that should just be a green light to just go, you know, but it doesn't work that way. Being a Packer fan, it's tough though, just because we have Aaron Rodgers and we see how much like he, when it's, you know, between one and zero seconds on the play clock, you, it seems like Rodgers gets like five seconds. Yeah, that's true. So it's, it, it's tough to know how the refs are going to call it. Uh, also, Zach Cruz tweeted this out. Um, and it was weird. So many guys. But yeah, the Packers defense had a season high 10 passes defended on Sunday, which is wild. Billy Wynn had the one which resulted in the That curtsy. was amazing. Yeah. W- 
Wynn's got to get more snaps yeah. at this point. It's it's weird because he doesn't play that much. Active hands, baby. But he had he he has two passes defended on the season. I remember he did it earlier this year too. Yeah, he only played eight percent of the snaps, seven snaps. So maybe he needs to be getting it more. Damn. And I guess we'll keep it more overall. Once again, and Matt Lafleur talked about it too. The third and longs. Nagler obviously had the great question asking him, "Hey, why are you always so far behind the line on these?" third and long situations and LaFleur is like, hey, we just got done talking about that with Petten and it's like, why did it take this long? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's got to be, you what know. What have you been doing the first two months? Yeah, 10 games into your second season, it, it's not a LaFleur thing. Like, he pretty much lets Petten do whatever he wants on the defense, but my God. And, you know, it shows you too how what LaFleur thinks of the defense le- later in the game, you know, when all those holding calls were coming and he was declining them. I was fine with it too because it showed you he did not have confidence. You know, he'd rather have second and second and you know long than first, first and thirty. 30. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. And totally, totally agree with it. It's just, it's weird because with Petten's defense, it's it's so safe. It is incredibly safe, and you know, with a well-rounded you know, set of players, which I do think we have a lot of talent, but one of their strengths I don't think is tackling or rallying to mm. the ball. Pet needs a defense that can tackle well and create pressure with like four. And you're seeing it this year where we're not creating a lot of pressure. We have guys that don't tackle well. I mean, Petten's defense is created that if you want to throw the ball between zero and three yards downfield, you can have it all, all game. All day long. And usually that should be an easy play for the defense to make, but when you can't tackle, it turns into the third and Third shorts. and tens to fourth and ones. Yes. Second and twelves to first and tens. Exactly. And, and that's I, I, us off. I keep saying, and I've said it before, it's this pull-your-hair-out combination of being passive and stubborn. Yep. So so he's he's <laughs> he's being so stubborn by by just staying passive. He's just like, nope, we are not going to get beat for a 60-yard touchdown ever. Yes. But if you want to go six yards a play down the field in eight and a half minutes, <laughs> be my fucking guest. It's- and that's exactly what happened in the whole third quarter and the first half of the fourth quarter. The Packers were up two touchdowns, and unfortunately offense doesn't get a chance to breathe. They go two, two three and outs, two Colts drives of probably over seven minutes, and by the next time the Packers have the ball for a meaningful possession outside yeah. of those two, three and outs, they're down three points. Yeah, it's I don't know. It it's just tough. I we're running out of stuff because with Dom Capers at the end, it was the explosive plays. It was haha Clinton Dix just playing the Lost. weirdest the weirdest form of safety that he literally wouldn't let anyone get behind him, even the guy with the ball, so he would beat them to the end zone <laughs> essentially. Yes. <laughs> you know, like that legitimately That's would so happen. True. And with Mike Pettin's defense, it is, you know, like it was Sunday, death by a thousand cuts. Uh, breaking down the positions here, we'll just kind of cruise through them. Jerry Alexander, I thought he had a pretty solid Looking game. Back. Yep. A couple more, you know, passes allowed than normal. But my God, as soon as they make the catch, it's like a torpedo He's hit right hitting there. them. Yeah. Uh, Josh Jackson didn't have any defensive snaps this game. Obviously, Kevin King came back. You'd think he would still be integrated a little bit more, but... Especially with all the dime Petten likes to play, too. Yeah, it, exactly. I guess we'll get into it with the safety position for who filled in there, but... And then Kevin King, I don't know, up and down game. Once again, it's with these plays and with this defense, you know, there weren't very many long completions. It's just this intermediate stuff. He kind of got beat on that fake hook where... Um, who was it? Was it Pascal? Pascal made it you know across yeah, a little just, hitch and it was like a sluggo yeah but, and that that third and 13 in the first quarter 
I don't know if that's Petten or King, but again, 14 yards off the Ugh. ball. He Hilton catches the ball five yards short of the sticks and still gets the first down. It's just like I'm numb. I'm numb to it. <laughs> yeah, like, Honestly, I don't even care. Like we, I don't even just, care. We're just yelling into an echo chamber. <laughs> yeah, don't yeah, don't do this. Uh, safety. Uh, Darnell Savage has been had a really good two weeks back to back. And I he, think he's finally being used properly. A little bit closer to the line of scrimmage. He was in the yep. backfield. It seemed like a ton making run stops as well. And yeah, I hopefully he is turning a corner. I feel like we need he needs to be in a position where he is not allowed to be passive. And that's the <laughs> yeah. thing. Getting him close to the line, that's the kind of stuff where we need throw to. him in the fire. Yeah. Yep. Adrian Amos had a, a solid game as well. He's, he's so good. He's so good close to the line of scrimmage too. He's been very consistent this year and he had a pass breakup in the end zone as well. Very, very solid I game. I think he's quieting the chatter of all of the oh, his contract is easy to get out of next year. I think he is he is certifying himself as a as a big leader in this defense. I feel like half of the team it's like, eh, can we move on from <laughs> yeah, now? True. You know, at this point, just the way the cap set up. Uh, like I was talking about, you know, you were saying Josh Jackson didn't have any snaps. Raven Green had a lot of snaps, and he comes in Huge on that force dime. fumble. Huge force fumble, and he's very he's really sticky on tackles too. He's mm-hmm. a, he seems to be a pretty good tackler. So I like I like seeing him out there. He brings that energy a little bit too and I like seeing all the tape on his arms. Uh <laughs> moving on inside linebacker, Kirksey obviously had the pick, whatever ho hum fine. I think he had a decent game. Should have had a fim- fumble six too. Yeah, well I, I think that should be a fumble. We'll get to I, the, we'll the inside linebackers now, Kyle. Well, that is an inside linebacker play. Yeah, but it's more of a outside linebacker play for who forced it. Okay. Okay. But I guess mostly because Kirksey's kind of whatever. He's kind of a whatever player to me. He's good. He's yeah. fine. He's not going to make a lot of mistakes. But Kamal Martin, once again, and I don't know what was going on in the second half where his snaps kind of took a dive, but this guy brings that tenacity, that kind of you know, punch, that mood you want the defense to have where even plays where he doesn't make a play, like he's blowing up a running back that's blocking and running yes. him over. It's like, I love Sending seeing that a message. shit. Yeah. And I feel like everyone else on the defense sees it. He had a couple other good run stops too. And, you know, just... I forgot who it was. I think T.Y. Hilton had a catch, and he, like, Kamal Martin ran past the safety who was just kind of sitting back and made a huge hit on him. Mm. I love seeing Kamal Martin out there. He's, last year, I think the biggest guy for who we were demanding to see more snaps from was Lazard. For me, I'm saying I want to see Kamal Martin. I Hell yeah. Kirksey's, you know, a decent veteran. Kamal Martin, right now, we don't know what his ceiling is, and I'd like to figure that out, especially when the defense, you know, has so many questions right now. Might as well figure it out. See what he can do. Outside linebacker, uh, Rashawn Gary, once again, a huge, huge game. Two, Coming around, baby. Stacking stack success, and this is bad. Uh, it's not a Matt LaFleur thing. It's a Mike McCarthy thing, stacking success. So how do you feel about that after we've been saying it's a Well, LaFleur I mean, I think that's just a sports cliche. True. We just probably, as Packer fans, have learned it from it, it's McCarthy. Ingrid. Yeah. But Pat Gary, Long. I think he's finally figuring out his like power. And that he's like, whoa, I'm actually <laughs> extremely strong. Yeah. And I don't need to do these little ta 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 or pitter patters anymore at the line. I can just straight up pull my arm on your chest and move you. And that's what he seems to be doing. And it's working. Yeah. Hey, maybe maybe the rest of the team should figure it out too. Hey, the finesse shit doesn't work. Maybe <laughs> yeah. I can just power, you know, yeah. some hard nose stuff. Yeah. And we talked about he gets choppy with his legs. It's almost like. We need him to be a Nick Perry type, where that was Nick Perry's best move too, is just running straight through through the <laughs> tackle. Uh, Zadarius Smith, he had I don't know an okay game, but he he disappears at times and then just shows up for the big plays. Almost had a huge huge play, was still fine. 
You thought the Philip Rivers hit was a fumble. I was fine with it. I just, one. I just feel like the ball was jarred. While, like, like, is it really a throw? If, yeah, okay, his two fingers push the ball forward. Like, yes. really, that's a controlled throw. It like, worked. I I'm feel like the it. ball was jarred loose, especially when they already had let it play and called it. Like, I don't know. I just think that's super weak and. Oh, if it, I'm, if not, it were, I'm not going to say bad words, but that Tom Brady last night got bailed out I by it too. One, yeah. I just, it's annoying. If there were Rodgers throwing it, I would have been like, you know, I'd be like, yeah, it's a four. See, pass. and that's why I always try to like, I always, a question, a call I don't agree with. I always try to be like, zoom. Okay. If this yeah. happened to my team instead. And I really think like that, the ball's loose. I don't know. No, nope. It's okay. You're wrong. Dumb. Mo- moving on to other dumb things. I will. No. I don't think I'm wrong. I think that <laughs> you, you know, were wrong is though. questionable in the eyes of the the refs, which is a good thing. Who, if I'm wrong in the eyes of the refs, by I feel the right. NFL? Which again, <laughs> they don't make very good decisions. Okay, but they do have the final stamp on the score, so it did. You know, it did I love, go. and this has been a popular <laughs> thing I've been saying this year. I love football so much, but I really can't stand the NFL. Like the the just the refereeing as a whole. Just needs a complete overall. It's it's like just have one ref. This is my take. Just have one ref on the field as a ball spotter, and everyone else. <laughs> and how infractions are called is just like five to ten guys sitting in a room, and they all come to an agreement. Like, okay, that's a flag. That whatever. Yeah, they've talked about that. I think the AAF did that, and they thought it would be implemented in the NFL, but it hasn't. On another yet. thing, we need to stop having these sixty-five-year-olds be the ones to review the plays. Just send it up to New York, have I, them look it over, and call it down. In a review should happen in no more than sixty seconds. Instantly, literally, get the call. They they review it in this room full of TV screens, sixty different angles. Boom. 40 seconds the call's down. Okay, and first down is actually a fu- like boom. It's so easy. Instead, they got to take 7 minutes. They got to run across the field to the other coach. All right, here's what the call is. Run to the other side of the field, get the other coach. All right, here's what the call is. It's just like let's streamline it, people. All right. Sorry. I don't I, I kind of like the photo booth thing, you know, going on. <laughs> you know, like it's so <laughs> it's so theatric. Like come on. Well, the whole the whole thing is it it, it is funny got yeah, it cuz so much of it is dumb. I mean, even the chains, you know, it's like, oh, like, we got to pull the chains like, out. <laughs> like, it is 2020. Like, technology is so advanced. Well, this, the, hey, at least this, the, this year, at least we have the, the actual, like, uh, pylon cam. True. They seem to be using that more. I think it came into play on, on uh, if it wasn't this week, last week. But, yeah, I don't know. There's it's a step forward, at least. But even that's been around for a few years at this point to where... Like, all right, let's make the next next advancement. Come on. Yep. Very, yeah, very Billion true. dollar league. We got to put, you know, we got to put the microchips in the football. So yes. We know it is. Okay. And, you know, right back on what we're talking about. Preston Smith, he has not had a very good year. <laughs> we were talking about the outside linebackers. That's how it started. He was the worst graded player on defense. You know, he had the pass, you know, where he was, or the pass coverage, whatever. I don't know. It seems like he looks... He looks like Mickey Mouse out there with the big white gloves and the tail. <laughs> He's got that towel that always looks like a big long tail. Do you agree? Yeah. That's all I have to say about I, Preston I like, Smith. Like, <laughs> like he's got the hamburger helper yep. mitts on. <laughs> Shout out Jared Boykin. Yeah. yeah. It's oh, I yeah. It's just 
in a, I think even said in the offseason, I think it's yeah. we're gonna move on from Preston Smith. Rashawn Gary needs to be playing like, over him. Sadly, yeah, I think that's a foregone conclusion at this point. Yep. Uh defensive line, gotta move keep moving. Kenny Clark, four pressures, like we said. He had the one sack, which was nice. Dean Lowry had a decent you, something on Kenny. Oh, uh no, great game from him. I was just gonna wonder about Lancaster. I think he's hurt. Oh, yeah, he did get <sighs> Oh man, this is really mean. This is really mean. Oh no! I think everyone has this happen. Uh-oh. Okay, everyone went through this on Sunday. You hear Joe Buck? Oh, and there's a Packers player hurt. We're on defense. I'm like, oh shit! Oh, oh this shit! Is oh mean. shit! I know where you're going with. And this. then the camera goes on the field, and it's Tyler Lancaster. Like, oh, oh, good. <laughs> yeah, like <laughs> you know, a. it sucks. I feel bad, but it's yeah. I don't. Uh, I don't <laughs> agree with you. Oh, Kyle winked at me. No. Okay. Oh, he did it again. Uh, <laughs> Dean Lowry, I thought he had an okay game. He was a little bit better on the run defense. Kiki, he was Kiki. actually going into this game, and with the defensive lineman, you know, they kind of disappear. He was like the second highest graded or third highest graded uh, second-year player on defense in the NFL going into the game. Didn't have much of a, of you know, didn't show up too much here, but still having a pretty solid season at least. Lancaster got hurt, and Montrevious Adams didn't play. I didn't mention it last week's. I was wondering why he was didn't show up. Was he a healthy scratch? No, he's hurt. I think okay. he's got a toe injury. Again and or I saw I saw Kiki in coverage on a play too. That I just remember that too. So okay, but that's yeah. another um, indictment on a certain coaching staff member. Mm-hmm. That's all I'll say. But yeah, I don't. know. That's it for the defense. I think we covered all our bases there. It's been it's been something. I don't know when Petten's going to get fired, but <laughs> hopefully hopefully soon enough. But until then, we'll just be holding our breath. But with that, we will have another segment. All right, zoom in for the week. Um, we'll try to make it quick because we are running incredibly long. But here is from the post-game news conference. You know, it was kind of a negative game. Everyone, game news conference. Press conference. Everyone you know, was kind of down in the dumps, but this is what Aaron Rodgers had to say. What kind of team do you think you have right now with six games to go? Today, today actually gave me a lot of uh, um, a lot of confidence in our guys. And I know that might sound weird, and we lost, and we turned them all over four times. But there was a different type of energy this week of practice. I thought it carried over to today, based on the way we practiced this week. I felt like this was the first week all season we practiced like a great team, um, and not just kind of a good team. But I was encouraged by um, the focus that we had. I was encouraged by the defense and the confidence uh, that they were brimming with um you know i just think we need to we need to be a all three phases football team to go as far as we want to go all right kyle so maybe maybe not as <sighs> uplifting as the niners game last year remember you know end of the season roger sounded very very positive after that last game and everyone else was feeling pretty bad still pretty good but i guess kyle what do you think of what roger said to say there and what, how do you feel about the team going forward? I would just, I would die for that man. Mm-hmm. The joy he brings me for what he does on Sundays and then all throughout the week in his press conferences. And this is why I'm, like I said, hold I'm on, so... Hold on, hold on, hold on. I need to stop you there. Uh-oh. Would you actually die for Aaron Rodgers? Yes. I, I've had these thoughts before. Yes. I, it, it's weird to get in that mindset, but I'm like, you know what? Aaron Rodgers makes so many more people happy than me. You can... Take me. Like, you would actually, in your own right, like, be a hero for you, a lot of people. You would make the world worse if you did not. Yes. 
exactly. You know, allow your life to be taken yeah, from Rogers. Really well said. Okay, and that's, continue. <laughs> that's why, just that's wa- why I needed to make that serious. I'm so glad, like I said, we record on Tuesdays because Sunday night, I usually, I don't know, I like to think I take losses pretty well. Like if, you know, shit goes well and it's just like You were not happy. I was, I was, I was getting takes off in my head and, and to friends that I hope aren't repeated. <laughs> but yeah, Sunday night, Monday was just going. Th- and then I finally sat down, listened to the presser that like it is shooting 100% from the field on making me feel better after yeah. a loss. Rogers presser. So he could, because of gems like that, where mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, the energy in the practice was different. They practiced like a great team. Like that quote right there is huge. What we talking about? Dollars. Oh, damn it. God, I, Kyle, I thought you were cooler than that. We talking about practice? Oh, we talk about practice. Okay. practice. You're, you're 25. A, yeah, you're young I mean, that's, that's more of a basketball reference anyways. Still practice. Um, But yeah, I, I and then the McAfee show too, he's he's just a, a character on that as well. And He's got that mood. You and know? I think especially after a tough loss like that where it's like you're in it the whole time. I mean, you're, you're winning it the whole time and you're still in it even when you go down. I think that can, you know, spark some even more energy that he mentioned in in this week of practice. Yeah, I I hope to see that too going forward. And I'm I'm still keeping level. Like this game didn't do much to change my opinion of the team. Oh, the you know the defense bends a lot and breaks sometimes. Oh, the offense will disappear yep. but be extremely explosive at times. It's just trying to get this all together. And I think we're gonna start doing this going forward after we review the game, Kyle. How how do you feel about this team right now going forward? How confident are you? I guess we can look at uh, the top teams in the NFC right now. I think it is the Packers, Seattle, the Saints, Cardinals, Rams, Tampa. Everyone, everyone, it looks wide open right now. And in no my one is complete. Yeah. So Kyle, one one through a hundred. How do you feel about this team? <sighs> probably, man. If you had asked me this Sunday night, I'd probably give you a very inflammatory answer Mm -hmm. that was very reactionary but you know the dust has settled i listened to our lord and savior 12 speak Mm -hmm. and i'll say 87 Ooh, okay i like feel good that was my first number i'm going back to an 81 i still feel like it's it's going to be a coin flip with a A b minus yeah with a six-sided coin you know for what the nfc is going to be because it's just a mixed match right yeah. now. It's six games. Who the hell is going to actually turn up? And I guess I will I will reveal one of my many takes mm. between Sunday and Monday. And oh, no. It's, it, the reason I'll reveal it is because a part of me still believes it to some degree, but it's, it's, uh, it's just the same. Uh, I don't want to get all negative, but I've already started sharing it, so I have to. <laughs> it's the same story every year. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, like the 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 game that the Packers lose in the playoffs is going to be a game where the opponent scores 37 points. Yeah. Yeah, something and like that. And the only way to avoid that is for the Packers to score 41 points in four straight games, which thankfully I've actually never been more confident in in the past, you know, 5 years. Sure. Yeah. So that, you know, that's kind of that kind of evenly weights it out, but you know in a game they yeah. lose in the playoffs, it's going to be 37 points the other team scores. Absolutely. And you see, now, listening at home, you guys, listen to Kyle's tone there. Now listen to mine. The difference is 
Kyle has, you know, you're a little younger than me. I've got a couple more seasons on you for sure. really paying attention to football. Sure. I've accepted this team. I've accepted <laughs> this defense. You have not. You know, soon enough, it's like, especially this year, I remember like watching games at the hunting shack and, oh, we need to fire, you know, Dom Capers. And it's always like, oh, we got to move on. Oh, we got to do changes. And now it's like, yeah, I see why. They've seen this a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and know? it's like, I, I, I think by... You know, saying that little spiel there is kind of me succumbing to that mm-hmm. mentality, unfortunately. So, well, yeah, we'll see. I'll, we shall like see. Like I said, 81, you're at 87. We'll see going forward. But with that, we will have Is Kyle an Idiot? I'm not an idiot. Okay. You sure? Yes. All right, is Kyle an idiot for the week? We are skipping dumb Packer fan because we have gone extremely long. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you guys can just look on Facebook in the <laughs> yeah. comments and you'll find a bunch something. of gold there. Kyle, oh my God, an incredible year! You were twenty three, fifteen, and one. You've proven yourself not to be an idiot unless you fall apart like the Packers in the third never, quarter. Never. <laughs> okay, Kyle. Late in the fourth quarter in this game, Z had a controversial hit on quarterback Philip Rivers. Controversial. Well, you know, was it a fumble? Was oh, it okay. Okay. In 2012, when we played the Colts, there was also a controversial, controversial kind of similar hit on Andrew Luck. Who delivered that hit? 2012, man. You can't have Super Bowl memories and then also say, "Hey, I wasn't, I wasn't paying attention to football in 2012." No, I was. Okay. Okay. It's just a very, um, I, um. 2012. I don't know why. First instinct's always right. Nick Perry. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. I mentioned him earlier and I was like, shit. I was now, gonna ask, like, you already mentioned him, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, as soon as I said it, I was like, fuck now he's gonna Yep, very good. Uh that wasn't my first. Okay. Early early in the game or it was third down and they called Nick Perry up for this BS like late hit on luck and they eventually scored a touchdown, which was the difference mm. in the game. Colts won by three. Mm. Okay. Very good, Kyle. Wow, wanna know. Next question. Kyle, who has the least amount of receiving yards on the Green Bay Packers currently? Uh Elton Jenkins. Ooh. <laughs> No, sorry. He has the second least amount. Wait. Oh, no. (laughs) Too late. Aaron Rodgers has the least amount of receiving (laughs) yards for the Green Bay Packers. If you remember, he had the one reception to himself for negative six yards. (laughs) Aaron Rodgers has the least amount of receiving yards for the Packers. such a stupid trick question. uh, I've, I've, you know, gone to that at this point because you're you're doing too well this year. (laughs) But let's see. maybe, Uh. Maybe you'll have a bad week here. Last question. Okay. Kyle, I don't know if you remember this. We were playing the Bears this week. In the twenty in the twenty ten NFC championship game, they threw a pick to BJ Raji, a defensive lineman. Do you remember that play? Mm-hmm. Very cool. All right. However, that is not the only interception a Bears quarterback has thrown to a defensive lineman over the last 15, 10, whatever years it's been. What defensive lineman did Jay Cutler throw an interception to? Julius Peppers. No. Johnny Jolly, the legend. I'm not sure how how many games Jay and Julius had against each other, but no, Johnny Jolly back in it Damn might have it, it might have been 2010, but he had the I think Who there's a Peppers great picture of off? uh Tony Romo, I think. He it was against no, I, I'm pretty sure he picked off the Bears. 
Mm, may, maybe. That might have been a fumble. Clay Matthews had a really long one against the Cowboys and Bears. But no, I I'll, do, I'll do my research and follow up next week. But I'm pretty sure he picked off the Bears. Maybe it wasn't Jay Cutler, but... There you go. That could be it, then. That could be your problem. But, oh, my God, Kyle. Oh, an atrocious week. Damn. One and two. Oh, that is so sad. My first one and two week in, since, like, week two. Mm-hmm. Damn. But, hey... It is time for stump spending, okay. Kyle. What is my stump spending okay. question? This is uh, this is pretty easy. You're an, you're an idiot, actually, if you don't get this one. Thank you. Okay. There are only two former Packers on the Chicago Bears right now, but only one was drafted by the Green Bay Packers. Name that player. Is Jason Spriggs still on the Damn Bears? Damn it. Yeah, that... that guy. Yeah. <laughs> you thought you were going to stump me there? Pretty uh pretty do you know what draft class he was? Uh I'm tr- was that the ha no, no, it wasn't the ha ha one. But yeah, he was we moved up a rare Ted Thompson move up in the draft and it turned out to be a terrible well, they moved up for Spriggs? I don't remember that. Oof. Who was it was it was twenty sixteen that is actually a pretty decent draft. Is that the that Kenny was Clark? Kenny Clark draft, Kyler Fackrell, Blake Martinez, yeah, Dean Lowry. So, still some players that are hanging around. Hey, wow, more guys are um, helping out in that draft class than uh, the the 2019 one. Hey, wow, look at that. Pretty good. Anyways. You mean 2020? Probably both, actually. I mean, 2019. Rashawn. Yeah, oh, sorry. And Savage. Sorry, I'm thinking 2018. Dummy. Yeah. Oh, maybe I am dumb. There you go. But with that, we will have our (laughs) preview of the Bears game. All right, Kyle. The Green Bay Packers this week are playing the Chicago Bears, who are all the way down to a 5-5 five and five record. Coming off their bye week, we are playing Sunday Night Football on NBC. We still don't know who's going to be quarterbacking. We don't know who's going to be quarterbacking, but unfortunately, we do know who is going to be the broadcasting um, duo. I don't, I don't think that's unfortunate. You really like Tariqo? I love Tariqo. I'm fine with Tariqo. I love Tariqo. He's Tariq- Great football analyst voice. Tariqo to me is, you know, play by play. He's, he's a solid B. He's a solid B for me. What's going to mess it up is Tony Dungy is the other guy, and he is dry paint. <laughs> it's not even drying paint. It's already dry and even even more boring than the wet paint. <laughs> he is the worst. I don't think he likes the Packers very much, too. He's said a lot of dumb things in the past. Overrated guy. He's in the, he's in the Hall of Fame for one Super Bowl, which he had with freaking... Peyton Manning, who pretty much ran that offense yeah. anyways. Wasn't he like the first black head coach, though? Yes. I mean, that's... Come on. Yeah. No, that's 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 great. That is great. And it was a huge thing at the time as well. But the main reason why I'm pissed off about it is because if he's in the Hall of Fame, why in the hell is Mike Holmgren not in the Hall of Fame? Mm. He took two teams True. to Super Bowls, won one of them, and he really did help shape Brett Favre into Brett Favre. True. Tony Dungy can't say that about Peyton Manning. But yes, I don't like him. Don't like the Bears either. Uh, Bears aren't very good. They are 31st in yards and points on offense this year. They are the worst rushing team in the NFL. Uh, They've been, you know, terrible all around. David Montgomery, you know, the rookie from last year, he doesn't seem to be that great of a player. He's 132 rushes on the season for 472 yards at 3.6 yards per carry, only has one touchdown. He does have 30 catches, but only for 212 yards. So that lets you know how bad this is. This team is. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be still. They brought in uh, Kaiser for a workout. Oh, no. That would be hilarious. <laughs> uh, Cordell Patterson, whatever, he's on their team too. 41 carries. <laughs> for He's got an average of 2.9 yards a carry, which is crazy to think because he's such an explosive player. Allen Robinson, however, he's having a decent season. 755 yards, three touchdowns. And hey, Jimmy Graham, you mentioned him earlier. 
He's got five touchdowns, 33 receptions, 302 yards, but it's probably his Packers totals in three years. <laughs> pretty pretty close to it. Uh, you know, almost as m- many touchdowns as he had in the playoffs or, you know, big plays in the playoffs mm-hmm. for us last year. Uh, their defense obviously is what the Bears are. They've never really had a yep. great offense, but they, you know, wake up in the morning without even trying and they have a good defense. Mm-hmm. 10th in points, 14th in rushing yards, 6th, or sorry, 10th in 10th in passing yards, 14th in rushing yards, 6th in points. They're only giving up 17.4 points per game. Pretty good. Uh, I believe Akeem Hicks is still out. Did he have a pretty bad injury? Ooh. or is he, I guess we'll have to see on the injury report. They are yeah, he, I, think he went, I think he went early in the second half against the Vikes on Monday. So, yeah. yeah. With a bye, though, it, it'll be interesting to monitor that because that is a huge piece in their defense. And I believe that Eddie Jackson, there's really good safety. I yes. believe he got put on the COVID list. He, that or IR. It was one or the oh. other. So he, I don't I don't believe he'll be playing this game. That's a big loss for them. It's funny, too. Uh, you just saying that there's like, oh, Akeem, H- Hakeem? Akeem. Akeem. Akeem Hicks. Him playing would be a huge, you know, change of that defense. And that defense really does seem to be a lot better with when he's on mm-hmm. there. That defensive lineman playing is more important than us finding out who is going to play quarterback for us. Absolutely. This game. You know, that, for sure. That tells you how bad this Bears team yeah. is overall. Yeah, their inside linebackers are really good. Rokon Smith and Danny Trevathan. There's a history there with Devontae. Ooh, that's right. He's got the dirty hits under his belt. Mm-hmm. Um, their corners, I'm not super familiar well, with. Well, Fuller, who we tried to sign a couple of years ago. Um, yes. Uh, that... that tender deal and then you know they ended up they just signing him anyways in. not the only bear that we offered a contract to who would be a huge piece Alan yeah, Robinson. yeah still salty about that uh, but that's his own then fault. again his own th- fault. yeah then again i don't feel that bad because yeah yep. you chose your fate and then obviously the two edges khalil max still one of the best in the game at what he does and robert quinn it'll uh, that was a big offseason piece for or addition at the time for them but i don't think he's done much this year so yeah that defense again is is legit and it'll be a good test robert quinn is a name that when you hear hear him being signed to like a lucrative deal it's like oh this is going to be the guy that in two years he gets cut and you mm. know everyone will quote tweet and say oh you know big contract and free agency only ends up being this yep. and i feel like he's kind of one of those players leading candidate for that for sure yeah but the bears i mean we, uh, we haven't even really talked about their offense yet because we, there's really there's no nothing, need to. <laughs> yeah, they got a million. They got a million tight ends. Oh, you know what? I, this is great. I can I can share this story. I, Kyle, I, I don't know if you know this. I am great, great friends with one of the tight ends on the Bears. Cole Komet? Uh, no, Demetrius Harris. Used to play for the Browns, and uh, before that, he played for the Chiefs. Okay. Story time. Great friend. Like great you say great, great friends. We'll get to it. We'll get to it. So I, I went to school at UW Milwaukee for one semester. And that time I was in the dorms. So about like two weeks in, we were assigned someone new to um to our to our dorm. Because there was like three rooms and you know, like a common area. Sure. So the guy who got assigned to our dorm was the starting point guard, I believe, for the basketball team, for UW-Milwaukee's basketball team. Paris Gully, I believe is his name. Wasn't very good. The team was terrible. However, one of the first times <laughs> that he stayed over at the place, some of his friends came over, and we went over and got introduced to him. One of them, this guy's like, I was like, oh, hey, nice to meet you. He's like, what up? I'm Big Meech. <laughs> I'm like, cool. Big Big Meech. <laughs> 
he's the starting power forward of the team. And then I remember I was only there that one semester. Then next spring, leading up to the to the combine, I look on the Roto World app, and it says that the Baltimore Ravens are working out uh, Milwaukee, but. Um, UW Milwaukee's power forward Demetrius Harris, <laughs> Big Meech, <laughs> my buddy. He and my obviously my my great friend. Now he you know he said I could call him Big Meech. So obviously you know we're very we're good friends. Yeah, that's ho- that's he, like he gave me his nickname. You're the homie. Yeah. So he's ran around the league a few times now. But yeah, he didn't play. He didn't play football all throughout college. He played high school football in Arkansas. Went undrafted, signed with the Chiefs, and now he's a millionaire. You know, he was a basketball player all through college, and now he's a, he's a tight end in the NFL. I love those stories. You know, he's not the only... Uh... <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, who? What? What, are you gonna, <laughs> what, what could you possibly... He's, what not, are you gonna... <laughs> he's not the only bear or even tight end on that team really? to play basketball in college. Who? He's actually a former Packer too. I bet you didn't know that either. Jason Spriggs? Oh, <laughs> oh Jimmy yeah, Jimmy Graham. Graham. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Played he basketball played University played basketball. of Miami. It's true. Antonio Gates. Yeah. Okay. True. So Kyle, <laughs> back to the Bears game. How are you feeling? What is your prediction for the score? Oh man, Sunday night. Dun, 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 dun. Oh yeah. The best. The best music. The best football. Ooh, really? Over Monday Night Football. I think so. Really? I, well, yeah, especially once they got rid of all my rowdy friends, be it that guy's like racist or whatever. It, <laughs> I, I, I do like that much more. And I, I guess I like the uh, the song, too, that they have. Okay, what do you like more? That, the dun 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 uh, the Monday night. How does the Monday night one go? Um, dun, 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 okay. dun, 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 or the dun, Fox dun. injury music. Um, <laughs> Rank them. No, I, injury music. No, I know, but it's it's kind of like uh okay, the chimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, we can't just have regular Fox. Oh, it's because regular Fox is undisputed best of all of them. Is what you're saying? Is that yeah. why you didn't include it? I just though, when I think of football music from broadcasting, it's the NBC Sunday Night Football, it's Monday Night Football, and it's the Fox injury music. What, dude? The Fox. Um, wait. Now I can't even. I I lost it. I lost it in my head. Do it quick. The Fox. Oh. All I can think is when it's like coming back or going to commercial break, and it's like, bam. No, it's uh, dude, that's the best one. Are you kidding me? N- NBC by far. No, give me, give me Fox Monday night and then NBC. But that's not to say NBC is weak because NBC is really, really good. But it's it's not the best. And then CBS four. CBS is good though too. I don't even I don't even know CBS's right now. Oh yeah, I don't know. C- CBS's music that just reminds me like, oh, I'm watching the Chargers play <laughs> yeah, the Raiders. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, this is garbage. <laughs> Let's go back to Fox. That's a fair point. Okay. Or like, yeah, the Patriots beat up on the Dolphins. Like, okay. One hundred percent. Okay, Kyle. What is your score prediction? <laughs> for the game? Um, I swear, I swear if the Bears offense scores more than like seventeen points. Oh, I'm gonna lose it. No, so won't. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty-one seventeen. Thirty-one seventeen. Oh, I would like to pump them a little more, but thirty-one seventeen will do. Okay, I have a very similar score. This game is at Lambo, by the way, and hopefully it's better. Right now, the forecast is thirty-nine degrees, fifteen mile per hour winds. Hopefully, it's not too windy. That's obviously been the Packers' weakness, biggest weakness this year almost is mm-hmm. the wind. Is yeah, the conditions. Kyle. 
I do not think the Bears are a good team. Mm-hmm. I think the defense, our defense is not very good, but the offense for the Bears is much worse. Our biggest weakness on defense is the rush defense at times, and the Bears are a terrible rushing team. I have the Packers winning this game 28-13. to 13. I do not think the Packers will put up a ton of points, but enough. But and the Bears are going to stub their feet several times. Hopefully we have some turnovers. We'll ooh, see. Ooh. But Kyle, what is your bold prediction for this game? Ooh, speaking of turnovers. Ooh. ooh um, <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to go, well, I'm just trying to, how do I, how do I want to disperse it? I'll go, instead of four turtle, four turtle toner, turnovers, four total turnovers, I'm going to go three picks, three interceptions by the Green Bay Packers defense to suck us all the way back in. I like that. I like that. I was thinking similar things. I was thinking maybe revenge game and I was going to say like two Touchdown receptions from tight ends, but I'm like, that's vague and kind of lame. Yep. I have a better one. Talked about it a little bit here. I want him to get more snaps like Alan Lazard last year. I have Kamal Martin getting his first career sack. Yes. I think we unleash him. The Bears do not have a good offensive line, and I've liked, I've liked seeing the tenacity of him You know, when he's blitzing. I so like it. I think he gets home no matter who the quarterback so is. So it needs to be 1.0 sacks, not 0.5 sacks. Yes. Exactly. I'm glad yeah. we clarified. Ah, damn it, that's gonna bite me in the ass. <laughs> All right. Well, Kyle, it's your favorite part of the episode. If you know, listeners out there, if you could please, <laughs> I was like, please. <laughs> if you could please leave a review. Uh, we don't have any this week, which is very sad and demoralizing. Wow, two weeks in a row. Come on. Yeah, hey, but hey, we did show up on a website for being a top twenty Packers podcast, so that's good Ooh, enough. Even though what's the website, uh, I forgot. It doesn't matter. Just Google it. Well, okay. I don't know. It's some dumb. I shouldn't have even Reddit? brought it up. No, not Reddit. I wish. I don't know how Top that Top 20, works. though. That's pretty good. Yeah, we'll, we'll take it. There's probably like 20 total in existence. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, shut up. But yeah, if you could please leave a five-star review on iTunes or at least a rating, you know, hick. Just, you know, hit pause. Scroll down. Five stars. Hey, you did it. That's it. Hey, you want to go further? Pretty Swipe, easy. Go a little further down. I don't know. Click click in there. Leave a review. Take a screenshot like of a it. Smiley face, even. Yeah, send it to us. DM it to or us on because you're mad at Mike Pettin. Yeah, there you go. Leave a review. That's just a mad face, and say this is how Mike Pettin makes me feel. We'll read it next week. Yes, if you really, we'll, we'll be like, yes, creative. <laughs> but yeah, if you can, if you do that, leave a review. You can take a screenshot. DM it to us on on Twitter, PMP Pod, or email it to us at pmppodcast at gmail.com, and we will send you a free koozie. And once we win, we'll announce the giveaway. I figure it would be better to, you know, piggyback a high, you know, up mm. a win than mm. a loss like we did this week. But Kyle, mm. with that, oh, I do not have anything else. Do you have anything else? We've gone extremely long this episode. First of two against the Bears. Divisional game. Let's get a three-game cushion. Mm-hmm. Pretty, pretty manageable schedule the rest of the way out. Let's just control what we can control and hope for that one seed and... Cross our fingers. Super Bowl. You know, control what we can control. And Stack success. You know, control our destiny to become a dynasty. Ooh. Oh, my God. Trademark that. Yes. All right. But now, Kyle, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? I do not. Well, with that, Krungbin, please don't sue us. Go, Pack, go.
you